0: You're listening to the Dibbly Dobbly Podcast. Remember to like, share, comment, subscribe and click the bell to make sure you get the latest episodes of the podcast. Be sure to like and share our Facebook page and follow us on Twitter and on Instagram. Hi everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Dibbly Dobbly Podcast. On today's episode of the podcast, we review the test series between Sri Lanka and Australia. It's the Dibbly Dobbly Podcast and let's get started. Let's have a look at the series results from this test series between Sri Lanka and Australia. The first test match was at the Gaul International Stadium. Australia won by 10 wickets. Cameron Green was named man of the match. The second test at the Gaul International Stadium, Sri Lanka won by nettings and 39 runs. Pradaf J. Surya was named man of the match. The series was drawn at one all, and Dinesh Chandamal was named man of the series. Let's have a look at Sri Lanka's performance with both bat and ball in this test series and talk about their performance in this test series. I think Sri Lanka will be delighted to draw the test series one-all. After a crushing defeat in the first test by 10 wickets, they did well to bounce back in the second test to win by an innings and 39 runs to draw the series. And that was great to see Sri Lanka bouncing back. And it was a brilliant win in the second test uh, to help them draw the series. Let's talk about their batting and Talk about their performance across the two test matches with the bat. Chandamal, top-scored with 219 runs. Kurakna 137. Kusil Mendes, 96. Matthews, 91. Dickweller, 66. Kamindu Mendes, 61. Nisanka, 43. And De Silva, 25. That's how the Sri Lankan batsmen went about things with the bat across the two test matches in this series. Um, I thought Sri Lanka's batting was a bit of a mixed bag in this series. The first Test match was very poor in terms of how they went about things with the bat in the first Test match. But then I thought in the second Test match was their best batting performance, obviously, in this series. Let's talk about the first Test match. They didn't bat well. They won the toss. They were bowled out for 212 in the first innings after winning the toss. Um, And then in the second innings, they got bowled out for 113 in inside 22.5 overs which was their shortest ever test innings in their history in test cricket. They lost wickets at regular intervals, they didn't build partnerships, they didn't bat smart, didn't do the basics well with the bat in that first test match. So a lot of people criticised Lanka for that performance, and, and rightly so, because when you bat poorly like that, of course people are going to criticise and and suggest that you know the batting wasn't up to scratch. So the first test match, on a surface that was turning... They were tested by the Australian bowlers, and they were tested, and they didn't really uh, pass the test. They sort of failed the test. But then we come into the second test, and Sri Lanka batted much better. It was a it was a good team batting performance from them. All the batsmen went away. They spoke about how can we get better, how can we improve, and that's what you've got to do as a batsman and as a batting group. You've got to say right, okay, we didn't bat well in the last test. What went wrong? How can we make it better? What do we need to improve on? And they went away, they had a good discussion on the areas to improve on, and boy, they came out well. They, they came out and they batted superbly. Um, they really played what you should do in test cricket. You should bat that way. Uh, grinding the opposition down, making Australia bowl 181 overs, which they did. Um, they batted a lot smarter in the second test compared to the first test. They put a high price on their wicket, They were able to build partnerships. They rotated the strike well. Just about all the batsmen faced over 100 balls um, or more, which showed that they were prepared to fight, to scrap, um, to show resolve and resilience and put a high price in their wicket, which they did. Um, Every batsman had a set plan and they executed that plan. They grinded down the Australian bowlers, as I mentioned before, and made them bowl over 181 overs, which was which was good because that made the Australian bowlers tire and make them come back to bowl their fifth, sixth, and seventh spells, uh, which did tire them out. Um, so it was a complete uh, reversal of form in terms of their bashing. From the first test to the second test, it was a complete contrast. And and I thought Dennis Chandamar was outstanding in that second test. You know, no wonder he was named man of the series. 219 runs, you know, 1095 206 not out. That's that's pretty good. Uh, Kurarachna, the captain, had a good series. Uh, 137. Uh, Kuso Mendes chipped in as well. Matthews, Dick Weller, um, even Kamindu Mendes on debut, did well on debut, got 61 um, on debut. Um, Nisanka and De Silva were a bit disappointing uh, for Sri Lanka, but, but overall, they, they did turn things around with a bat. And that's great to see from a Sri Lankan team. This is a young team who's developing. Um, they've got some skilled players. They've got some talented batsmen who can bat. We can clearly see that from this second Test match, that they've got some batsmen who can bat, and they've got talent and skills. But it's just about how do we make that consistent over a long period of time, which is the frustrating thing if you're a Sri Lankan supporter, is that you know that these players are good enough to be here and play Test cricket, but they don't do it on a consistent basis. But in this series... We we saw that inconsistency, but in the second Test match, if they can bat the way they did in the second Test match in the uh, future Test matches that they play, I think they're going to probably win more games than lose because they've got a good batting lineup. Um, They can put runs on the board. Um, You know, it's just about that consistency. How can we be consistent? Uh, test match after test match. That'll be the challenge facing the Sri Lankan batsmen going forward. But I thought in this series, they did well to turn things around with the bat, and it was a very good batting performance in the second test. The only thing that they'll be disappointed about is that uh, Kurakna, Kusumendis, Matthews, Kamindu Mendes in the second test match did not convert their half-centuries into centuries. I think for Sri Lanka they'll be a bit disappointed that they didn't get centuries in the second test because if they got centuries in the second test, then Sri Lanka would have got 600 runs because they, they were set, they were in, uh, but unfortunately they got out. So that's something that they can work on is that when you get in, get set, make sure you don't get out and make sure you convert the starts into to big scores. As the old saying goes in cricket, as the former England opener and captain Graham Gooch always used to say, you got to make a daddy hundred, and that's what Chandamal did in, in the second test. He made a daddy hundred, he made 206 not out. So that's the thing for Sri Lanka going forward is that, okay, once we get in, get set, let's not throw it away. Let's try and, you know, kick on and convert the starts into big scores. But their batting overall was a bit of a mixed bag, but they showed a lot of good signs. It's just about how they build that consistency going forward. So, so overall, it was a it, it was a mixed bag with their batting, but definitely the second Test match was pretty good in terms of their batting performance in this Test series. Let's have a look at the Sri Lankan bowlers and their performance across the two Test matches in this Test series against Australia. Jay Surya took 12 wickets, 7 wickets for Ramish Mendes, 3 wickets for Tikshana, 2 wickets for Fernando, Van Der Sey and Rajita, and a wicket for De Silva. That's how the Sri Lankan bowlers went about things. In this test series against Australia. I thought Sri Lanka's bowling in this series was a bit of a mixed bag. Um, Let's talk about the first test match. I thought in the first test match. It was quite an inexperienced attack. Um, They weren't able to bowl a consistent line and length. They didn't build pressure on the Australian batsmen. And Australia were able to score 321 runs with ease. They were able to rotate the strike easily. There was a lot of gaps in the field. There was not much pressure being created. They didn't bowl dot balls consistently, they didn't bowl maidens all that lot to the Australian batsmen, um, which um, they were able to you know, just pick off the runs and, and Sri Lanka were leaking runs left, right and centre. On a pitch that was spin-friendly and conceded a first-innings lead of 109 runs, they weren't able to build pressure for long periods of time on the Australian batsmen. On a pitch that was spinning and turning, They just got their lines and lengths wrong and they were a bit inconsistent. Um, They didn't bowl to a plan. Uh, They they went searching for wickets and weren't patient enough on a pitch that was offering a bit for the spinners. You just have to be patient. They weren't. They were quite impatient. Um, So it was a bit of a mixed bag in their performance in the first test. We come to the second test, and their second test bowling performance was good. I thought they bowled well in the second test as a bowling group. Yes, it's quite an inexperienced attack again, But they learnt from the first test and they were able to apply those lessons in the second test. Um, They did well to bowl Australia out for 364 in their first innings to keep them below 400. Um, You know, Australia started the day on day two, five for 298. And you thought, well, Australia are going to get, you know, 400 plus here. You know, Smith and Kerry's at the crease. The partnership's developing nicely. You know, Sri Lanka's under pressure here to stay in this test match. But... You know, Jay Syria led the way on debut for Sri Lanka, and he bowled well in the second test, taking 12 wickets, which was outstanding. Um, he sort of led the batting collapse that Australia had, really, um, and they bowled them out for 364, kept them below 400, um, and pretty much Sri Lanka was still well and truly in the game. Um, and Sri Lanka were able to bat long and bat big in their first innings, get a lead of 190 runs, and... Um, and were able to win the Test match because of that. Um, Obviously, Sri Lanka's bowlers struggled with their line in length and consistency again early on in the Australian innings, but they were able to get it together and build the pressure on the Australian batsmen and bowl them out for that 364 score in the first innings. As I mentioned, you know, Jay Syria was outstanding in that uh, second Test match, taking 12 wickets, um was outstanding to do that on debut for someone who's playing his first test match to come in and do that was a great effort. It's a, it's a great achievement. Um, and I fought in the second innings, I thought the second innings of, uh, this, uh, second test match for Sri Lanka in terms of their bowling was probably their best bowling performance in the whole series. Uh, because they were able to get a lead of 190 runs. They were able to put Australia under pressure. They looked more potent. They looked more threatening, They were able to be attacking and be aggressive and they bowled really well. They were able to pick up wickets um, at regular intervals. They created that pressure on the Australian batsmen and that's what they lacked in the first test match and a bit in the second test match is about building that pressure. They built that pressure on the Australian batsmen. Look what happened. The Australian batsmen crumbled under pressure and were all out um, in no time. So they did pretty well. Uh, to bowl Australia out and to win the test match by innings and 39 runs. So I think overall their bowling performance in this series was a bit inconsistent at times. It is an inexperienced attack, um, obviously, but they've learned a lot from this series in terms of how to go about things with the ball. I think the areas to work on is probably their consistency, their line and length, and just building pressure. I think at times in this series they, they, they were able they weren't able, I should say, to build that pressure and to bowl dot balls after over after over, ball after ball to Australia, and maiden overs as well. That was lacking, um, especially in the first test. But in the second test, if they can replicate what they did in the second test in the second innings, then they bowl and attack and take wickets on a regular basis. But it's just about that consistency, and it's about uh, building that consistency going forward. So... Definitely there's a lot of talented bowlers in the Sri Lankan bowling lineup. You know, Jay Syria, 12 wickets on debut. Uh, you know, he's a real find for Sri Lanka and I'm uh, quite surprised that this was his only test match that he played, obviously, on debut. Um, didn't play a test match up until now. Uh, Ramish Mendes did okay in the series. Um, Tick Shana, more noted as a ODI T20 bowler. He did quite well on debut. Three wickets, not bad. Um, so they've got a lot of talent... In the bowling ranks. It's just about how to build that consistency going forward. But I thought they bowled well in the second test. And it's probably their best performance. Throughout the whole series. What are my overall thoughts about Sri Lanka. In this series. Um, I think Sri Lanka will be very happy. To draw the series one all. Um, They did well to bounce back. And they deserve to win the second test match. Um, After batting so poorly. In the first test. To come back and put in a performance like that. In the second test. uh, Just shows that. The, the greatest strength that this Sri Lankan team has is when they're up against it, when they're the underdogs, when they're facing adversity, they always find a way to come back and, and fight back. We saw that in the ODI and T20 series. When they won that last T20 international, they were able to come back and, and win that ODI series 3-0, uh, sorry, 3-2 against Australia. Obviously, Australia had a lot of injuries and it wasn't their best performance, Australia. But still, Sri Lanka were able to come back and fight hard. When they lost the first Test by 10 wickets, everyone thought, well, you know, this is going to be the end of the series. Sri Lanka's going to lose. It's probably going to be 2-0. But they came back and fought hard, and they fought back well, and they improved, and they bounced back. So that's their greatest strength as a team, is when they're facing adversity, they're up against it. They always find a way to come back, and that's what you need to do in Test cricket, and that's what many of the great teams do They always find ways to come back and to try and make a difference. And that's what Sri Lanka did in this series. Um, The challenge for Sri Lanka going forward um, is to build consistency with their test side. Um, They've got a lot of talented players, but it's just about trying to build consistency as a team. They've got some talented batsmen and bowlers, but it's just about how we uh, build on that consistency. How can we be consistent? That's the challenge ...for the Sri Lankan Test team going forward. But they've got a lot of talent, a lot of skills... ...and it's great for them to win against Australia... ...like the way they did by netting some 39 runs. I think this win will boost their confidence going forward... ...and hopefully it will lead to much more success... ...for the Test team in the future. Let's have a look at Australia's performance... ...with both bat and ball in this Test series... ...and talk about their performance in this Test series... Um, Australia would be disappointed to draw this test series against Sri Lanka. Australia started well, winning the first test by 10 wickets, but they lost the second test match by an innings and 39 runs and let some opportunities slip in the second test, which cost them winning the second test and the series. But if you asked Australia before this test series, you're going to draw this series one all against Sri Lanka, I think they'll be happy with that and and would have taken that result at the end of the day. Uh, But as I said, they'll be disappointed... To, um, to draw the series uh, but it's very hard to win series um, in the subcontinent but as I said they'll take a one all series draw they'll be very happy with that let's talk about the batting and have a look at how the batsmen perform throughout the two test matches Smith 151 runs Labashain 149 Kawaja 137 Green 104 Carey, 89, Warner, 64, and Head, 23. That's how the Australian batsmen performed across the two test matches. Um, I thought Australia's batting in this series was mixed. Uh, Some mixed performances from the first test to the second test. Let's talk about the first test. I thought they batted well in the first test, and they really showed some positive signs with their batting. Uh, To score 321 runs in the first innings on a pitch that was turning and doing a bit at a run rate of 4.53 runs per over was a great batting performance from Australia. That's unheard of to see an Australian team score 300 runs in the subcontinent, but at a run rate of four and over uh, was pretty good. Um, they they played with positive intent. The batsmen were positive. They put the Sri Lankan spinners under pressure. They did the basics well with the bat, building partnerships, rotating the strike. Every batsman had a set plan and executed that plan well against the Sri Lankan spinners. We saw Alex Carey play the sweep shot quite a lot. Um, A lot of the batsmen were using their feet to get to the pitch of the ball and and hit the spinners in the gaps. And and pretty much in that innings, in the first test, it was pretty much like a one-day innings that Australia played. It, It was sort of like the middle overs between 11 to 40, where teams just rotate the strike and knock it around in the gaps. That's what Australia did well in that first test in the first innings of the first test. And they were able to win that Test match, get a big first innings lead, put Sri Lanka under pressure and win by 10 wickets. Um, so it was a very good batting performance in that first Test, I thought. And it does show that there is signs of improvement in in that first Test, uh, that everyone is improving and getting better in the subcontinent. In terms of coming up with plans and game plans on how to go about scoring runs against um, you know quality spinners and opposition spinners in these conditions and how to play on these turning tracks. So from the first Test match, I was very confident in terms of what I saw with Australia's batting. We then come to the second Test match, and that's where I sort of say it's a bit of a mixed bag because the second Test in the first innings, Australia did well to get to 364, uh, which is a pretty good score. If you you know post that in the first innings of a Test match, you're pretty happy with that. Um, you know, Steve Smith scored his first century in a year, 145 not out. Manus, um scored his first century overseas uh, for Australia, and his first century has come in the subcontinent, which is great signs. But then Australia had a golden opportunity, and this is where Australia need to get better at in terms of capitalising on key moments and key uh, situations in Test matches, especially here in the subcontinent. Um, they had a golden opportunity to score... 400 plus runs in the first innings and they started day two of the second test at five for 298 but they lost five wickets in quick time and had a mini mini batting collapse and that's where Australia missed out on a few runs there as we know now that 364 wasn't enough and Sri Lanka were able to get 554 and gained a first innings lead of 190 runs and from that moment on Australia's chances of winning the second test and the series were over because when you concede the first innings lead, you're so behind in the game, especially in the subcontinent. And, and that's what Australia need to work on going forward, is that we need to grab those key moments. We can't waste those key moments. Otherwise, we're going to struggle. And, and that was disappointing to see. Um, and obviously, the Australian batsmen weren't able to do that. Um, You know, Steve Smith looks set to to get a big first innings score himself, 145, not out. Unfortunately, he ran out of partners, and he couldn't help Australia get over that 400 mark, which they needed in this second Test match. Um, And Australia had a batting collapse in the second innings of the second Test. They got bowled out for 151 in 41 overs. Um, No surprise by an Australian team on the subcontinent that Australia's going to have a batting collapse, but... You know, they got off to a good start in the second innings. You know, Warner and Kawaja added 49 for the first wicket. But as soon as Warner got out, the wickets started to fall at regular intervals and they didn't build pressure at all. They didn't build partnerships. They lost wickets at regular intervals. The pressure got to Australia. And I think for Australia, I think they need to handle that pressure a bit better because they will be tested. They will be put under pressure like they were in the second test. Casting our minds to India, for example, you're going to be under pressure big time. India's their equality side. So I think Australia need to improve on how they handled the pressure of being behind in a test match in the subcontinent because you've got to be able to cope with the pressure in terms of trying to win a game. Um, unfortunately, they couldn't do that in the, in the second test match and that's where they went wrong. So I think Australia's batting overall was a bit of a mixed bag, but there was some positive signs that I saw from the first Test match and a little bit in the second Test match, but the second innings of the second Test match was a big negative uh, with the batting. Um, I thought Cameron Green was one big positive for Australia with the bat in this series. 104 runs. Um, he top-scored with uh, 77 in the first Test match and won the Man of the Match award, Um Cameron Green's probably the big positive for Australia with the bat to come out of this series. Um, he looked calm and unflustered at times in this series, getting better with every innings and every match he plays in the subcontinent from Pakistan now to Sri Lanka. Um, he played the Sri Lankan spinners well, and you know he got to the pitch of the ball, used his feet, hit the ball in the gaps, he did everything right. So good to see Cameron Green really improving as a test bowler and as a test batsman as well in these conditions. Um, so it's great to see Cameron Green do well. I think he was a real positive for Australia for the with the batting side of things in this series. Um, Steve Smith was a positive as well. Good to see him score a century. He's going to be a big player for Australia in India um, come next year, but I thought he did pretty well to score a century. His first century since 2021, 145 not out, and the second test is pretty good. Um, hopefully this will be the start of something for Steve Smith, and hopefully he can get a few more centuries and get into some sort of form when Australia head over to India next year. Um, also, Marnus Labuschagne was another positive. Good to see Marnus doing well in these conditions. 149 runs in the series, 104 his top score in the second test. Averaging 49 is not bad. Like with Steve Smith, Marnus is going to be a big player in India for Australia. So it's good to see him and Steve Smith scoring some runs now. That's a good sign for Australia going forward to the subcontinent, especially to India. So those are some of the positives that I've seen from Australia's batting in this series. Some of the negatives, I think I mentioned it earlier, they can't let opportunities slip with the bat. Like in the second test match, you've got to capitalize on the first innings. First innings runs are so crucial in the subcontinent. Australia should have got 400, not 364. That wasn't enough. You've got to make the most of those opportunities. You can't afford to do that in India, for example, where you let those opportunities slip. So that's something that Australia has to work on, is that when we get in and get set, we've got to make it a big score. We've got to bat time. We've got to bat over 181 overs, like Sri Lanka did in the first innings of the second test. We've got to grind the opposition bowlers down, like Sri Lanka did to Australia's bowlers. Australia just have to do that. They they can't afford to let golden opportunities slip in test matches. Otherwise, they're going to lose test matches and they're not going to win. Um, the other negative from the Australian batting side of things, I think the only batsman who's under pressure, in my opinion, is Travis Head. Uh, yet again, Travis Head had a poor series in the subcontinent again. Now, we saw in Pakistan, he scored 68 runs, highest score of 26, average of 22 No centuries and no 50s. This series against Sri Lanka, he's averaging 7, Highest score of 12, 23 runs for the series, but no centuries and no 50s. I think Travis Head is under pressure to keep his spot in the subcontinent for Australia. Um, The way he got out in Pakistan, the way he got out in Sri Lanka is a concern. Um, Is there someone else who can do the role at number 5 better than Travis Head? That's the question I ask the Australian selectors is that do we need to look at someone else? Now, don't get me wrong. I like Travis Head. Um, I think he's a good player. He's got potential. He's got the skills. We all know that. We all know what we saw in the Ashes last year. But in the subcontinent, he needs to come up with a different plan, how to combat the spinners, because um, he needs just to work out a plan and a method that works in the subcontinent. And at the moment, he hasn't really quite done that, and he's struggling. He's struggling. So Australia will have to ask the questions whether or not we get someone else in to replace Travis Head at number five for the India tour, for example. So Travis Head is probably the one negative from this series in terms of Australia's batting. But, but overall, I thought Australia's batting in this whole series, there were some good signs. There was some progress there. There's some areas to improve on, but there's some really good signs there, encouraging signs. Even though they got bowled out cheaply in the second test, in the second innings, I think there's plenty to learn from that, and I think there's some room for improvement. But overall, I, I thought it was a bit of a mixed bag, but we saw some very good signs and some not good signs at times with the batting. But, but overall, I thought it was pretty pretty okay batting performance from Australia in this test series against Sri Lanka. Let's have a look at the Australian bowlers and talk about their performance across the two test matches in this series against Sri Lanka. Lyon took 11 wickets, 8 wickets for Swepson, 5 for Stark, 4 for Head, 2 for Cummins and no wickets for Green. That's how the Australian bowlers went across uh, the two test matches in terms of their performance with the ball I thought Australia's bowling in this series was good. I think they did a very good job in both test matches. Let's talk about the first test match. They did well to bowl Sri Lanka out for 212 after losing the toss. They took wickets at regular intervals. They were able to build pressure on the Sri Lankan batsmen. They bowled to their plans. Nathan Lyon was outstanding. He took nine wickets for the match and took five wickets in the first innings. Uh, Mitchell Swepson as the second spinner. He had a tough time of it in Sri Lanka. Uh, sorry, in Pakistan I should say, but in Sri Lanka, he showed signs of improvement and got better as the series progressed. He took five wickets in that first Test match, um, he and he was able to um, bowl well and and help Nathan Lyon and help Australia win that Test match on a pitch that was turning and was offering assistance for the spinners. And also in that first Test match, Travis Head took four wickets for ten runs. Um, Not really expecting that from Travis Head to take four wickets for 10 runs, but it was a pitch that was turning a lot. And Travis Head came into the attack. He did well. He helped Australia win the first Test match, and he bowled pretty well. Um, So that was the first Test test match in terms of how the Australian bowlers went about things there. The second Test, they struggled a bit um, on a pitch that wasn't like the first Test, not doing much, not offering a lot of turn, like we saw in the first test match, they struggled to take wickets at regular intervals. Uh, Sri Lanka's batsmen applied themselves really well um, on on this surface in the second test. They grinded the Australian bowlers down and Australia were, were able to bowl 181 overs. And that's a lot of overs to bowl um, on these type of uh, surfaces here in Sri Lanka. But Australia did find it tough in that second test to take wickets at regular intervals and to really put Sri Lanka under pressure. It was more the Sri Lankan batsmen putting them under pressure with the bat. Um, Obviously, Australia, you know, did well um, early on in the Sri Lankan innings in the second test uh, to put them under pressure and keep the runs down. But as Sri Lanka and their batsmen got in, they were able to, you know, pretty much put the Australian bowlers under pressure. And Australia didn't have any answers and, and they struggled and, The pitch wasn't doing much, as I mentioned before. And they just couldn't take wickets at regular intervals, which really um, frustrated the Australian bowlers. They wasted reviews. We all know what happened there. They didn't review Dennis Chandamal, who should have been out early on in his innings, caught behind. He went on to make 206. Um, That cost Australia, in the end, the reviews, and not, you know, being able to use their reviews wisely. Um, Obviously, burning reviews left, right, and centre... And that came back to bite them in this second test, in terms of taking wickets and putting Sri Lanka under pressure. So it was a bit of a mixed performance in the second test with the ball, but I thought in the first test they bowled well. And it was great to see your frontline spinners and Nathan Lyon and Mitchell Swepson take in majority of the um, the 20 wickets, which is very important for Australia. That Nathan Lyon, Mitchell Swepson, their job in this team is to take wickets. They are the frontline spinners. Nathan Lyon's the senior bowler in the spin department. Mitchell Swepson's just making his way in test cricket. And for them to take the wickets in that first test was good on a track that was turning. Everyone expected Lyon and Swepson to take most of the wickets, and they did. I don't think many people were expecting Travis Head to take four wickets, but he chipped in with four wickets nonetheless. Um, But it's good science to see that from Australia, that Lyon and Swepson are contributing and they're getting the job done for Australia um, so they're going to be very important when, when Australia tour India, that's for sure. Um, so the other bowlers like Stark, Cummins and Green, I I thought they did an okay job. Mitchell Stark in the second test did pretty well to take four wickets. Um, he got the third new ball to swing around a bit. Pat Cummins, bit of a, um, a tough series for Pat Cummins with the ball, only taking two wickets. And Cameron Green, I thought Cameron Green was under bowled in this series. Now I understand that Australia are trying to manage his workloads. But I think he only bowled six servers or something like that in the second test. I think he should have bowled a lot more, Um, whereas Pat Cummins didn't really bowl him as much. Um, He didn't bowl in the first test match, obviously. He wasn't needed because it was mainly uh, Lyon and Swepson and Travis Head doing the damage in that second innings, and and also he didn't bowl in the first innings of the second... of the first test, I should say. So I think Cameron Green should have been used a lot more by Pat Cummins in this series, but he was more performing well with the bat than with the ball. So, yeah, overall, I thought Australia's bowling was was pretty good in this series. Um, it's a quality attack. Um, they're going to take a lot of wickets, especially um, in India, come that series next year. But in this series against Sri Lanka, I thought all the bowlers toiled hard, especially in the second test. Um, Nathan Lyon, Mitchell Swepson were good in terms of uh, taking the wickets as the main spinners. Um, and everyone else contributed in their own way. so it was a it was an okay bowling performance from Australia in the end. My overall thoughts on Australia in this series, um, before we wrap up um, Australia's uh, performance and how they went about things in this series against Sri Lanka, I think they'll be disappointed with a one nil uh, sorry one all series draw. Um, they came here to win the series, but if you ask Australia before the series, you're going to draw the series one all they'll probably take that. And they had opportunities to win the second test match. They didn't capitalize on that. Uh, Pat Cummins said the second test defeat is a good reality check. And I think he's right, because Australia still have a lot of areas to improve on with both bat and ball in the subcontinent. Uh, But they can take a lot of positives out of this tour of Sri Lanka with the bat and with the ball. There's a lot of negatives there. And yeah, sure, they did fail in the second test, but Australia will fail in the subcontinent. But failure, we often fear failure, but failure is good. Failure will often bring success. And for Australia, they will learn a lot from this tour of Sri Lanka, going forward to future tours like India next year and future tours after that to the subcontinent to get better as a cricket team in these conditions and as a test team as well. Um, For Australia to tour Pakistan and Sri Lanka, to win the series 1-0 in Pakistan, 1-0 out of three test matches, to win, uh, sorry, to draw the series here in Sri Lanka, one all out of two Test matches. So that's a combined total of they've won two Test matches, they've lost one, they've drawn two out of five Test matches. That's not a bad result for Australia in the subcontinent. Um, following the tours of Pakistan and Sri Lanka, I think that's a great result. It shows improvement. It shows that the team's getting better. But Australia will have setbacks. Will have these moments where they get bowled out cheaply like they did in the second innings for 151 runs. It happens. But more importantly for Australia, it's about learning from these experiences. How can we learn? How can we get better? And I really do see Australia getting better and improving. It's just going to take time. That's all. So overall, I thought it was an okay series from Australia in Sri Lanka. They'll be disappointed not to win the series, but I think they'll be pretty happy with a one-all series draw. At the end of two Test matches, the Test series ends in a one all series draw. And both Sri Lanka and Australia share the worn Mufilifilin Trophy. Sri Lanka will be delighted to draw the Test series after losing the first Test by 10 wickets. They were able to bounce back to win the second Test by an innings and 39 runs. They will gain a lot of confidence from that victory going forward as a Test team, and it's a victory that they and the people of Sri Lanka will remember for a long time. Australia will be happy to draw the series at one-all, but they will be disappointed not to win their first Test Series in Sri Lanka since 2011. But Australia will learn a lot from this tour of Sri Lanka going forward, to future tours to the subcontinent. This Test Series was played in good spirit between the two teams. It's disappointing that we won't have a deciding Test match to decide who wins this Test Series. It would have been an interesting match. Throughout this series, we saw some great performances with both bat and ball, and at times not so great performances with both bat and ball. But at the end of the day, cricket was the real winner of the series. Well, that's all the time we have for this episode. Be sure to subscribe and click the bell to get the latest episodes of the podcast, and like and share our Facebook page, and follow us on Twitter and on Instagram. Until next time, keep safe, and bye for now.